0: So this is Heavenly Thoughts where we set our mind on things above and on this episode we have Jordan my big bro and we just talk about um, just solitude, um, silence, being in his presence, repentance and just talking about his testimony and yeah hopefully let the Holy Spirit speak to you and hope you enjoy it. This is Heavenly Thoughts. So yeah, man, I'm here with Jordan. This is Heavenly Thoughts. Um, this is a podcast where we just focus our mind on things above. And I'm here with my friend Jordan. Um, he's a cool guy. I love him. He's like
1: my big bro. Come on. And, um, so yeah, man. So what, what?
0: What's what's like God's been speaking to you like lately during this this month? Let's say a week.
1: All right. Well, thanks for having me on your show, little brother um this week you know with pastor rod and church and stuff like that what he's been speaking to me and i see he's been speaking to a lot of people is just quieting down our soul you know you don't just like your ego your soul you don't have to crucify it but you sanctify it you know there's a lot of power in it so when we quiet it um you know it resists we resist the devil a lot more better and that power comes from there and uh you know from a word he gave me a while ago I see it coming into play now which uh when we silent the soul we also get tapped back in with creation you know and Jesus said we'd be doing greater stuff than even he did so you know uh, God told me a while ago that we'll see miracles you know on a much bigger platform and, and, and you know through nature and all that stuff so um through this season and and, and I can see if a a group of people like our church is doing takes time to quiet their souls. There'll be a, a bigger influx of power. So, so you know, sounds exciting. So, sounds exciting. and and it's it's an excuse to take more naps. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, that is true.
0: So, in that, like talking about silence, talking about you know getting um, connection with um, the creation, getting connection with God is like one thing that I, I've been like as well in that um, yesterday when I was doing my alone time and just you know having the time with God and connecting with uh, the creation as well His creation I was in a moment feeling the wind you know because I was outside I was you know enjoying the moment and stuff and I was feeling like a wind just blowing in and one of the things that our pastor said he says like pay attention like to to those stuff to the environment like God speak. It yeah, and I was, you know, I was just imagining like god just like flying through, you know, like with the wind and stuff. And then you hear the like the rattles on, on the trees and stuff. And Come you on, you like God like applauding to you.
1: Yeah, it was, like, it was just
0: an amazing thing. I don't know if you ever felt that before.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. You're getting prophetic all of a sudden, you know. When Rod or Pat, when our pastor was here going to school here for homiletics. He did Ephesians 2, so, you know, I talked to him the other day. He gave me Ephesians 2. So I've been looking it over. I got no idea how to do a sermon yet. But it talks about wind. It talks about the prince of the power of the air, you know. And uh, we walk according to this world. When I think power of the air, the air, the wind, like you were saying, you're right. That that breeze from God tapped into creation and what he's doing, that almost like living word, like a wind flowing through and affecting all creation, you know. Um, also, there's another wind, you know, that, that flows in the direction of the course of this world, you know. And so your mind, my mind immediately went to that scripture when you started talking about it. Can I jump right in? Let's jump right in. Ephesians 2. And you He made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. What caught caught me reading that, I haven't come up with a sermon or anything like I was saying, but is the prince of the power of the air. Why is he even called a prince? It's because there are rulers, there are people who have and still do pledge allegiance to him. And if, if, if enough people pledge allegiance that legally makes a contract, there's power to that, you know. Since the fall... And so like me, I didn't just walk according to that word in Hebrew, walked according to this world, it's meandered, you know, it's like meandered, like do-do-do-do-do, like not paying attention, just floating, like with a wind behind you pushing, you know, and um, you're not resisting at all. And so I thought into that further, prince of the power of the air, wind caught up in the course of this world, just meandering, um, by, and um. I, I thought of a wind tunnel. you know, have you ever been in a city, I'm from up north, like Boston, New York, some of the structures and stuff you can get caught up, you'll get and that stuff will blow you all over, you know And I was looking up, so what's a natural wind tunnel? How does it work? You know and the power of the air is pushing it, and it it'll go, it'll move. I thought this was interesting. It'll move in the in the path of least resistance and it speeds up it quickens like even in the king james version of that verse that's the word is used as quicken it'll quicken in the path of least resistance so the the if there's no resistance it'll get faster and faster and it, when it gets in between those buildings it turns into little cycle, cyclones and just spins so it got me thinking you know when i was when i was caught up in the world in my bc days I didn't just walk, I ran, even flew (laughs) along with the prince of the power of the wind. So rather than being still, as you were saying, and um, you know, that perfect peace from God and being tapped in with nature and being true to who I am in Christ, it was the exact opposite. I was caught up in the opposite wind of chaos, not the wind of Shalom, and, and spun like a cyclone, fulfilling every lust, murder, allegedly, <laughs> and drugs. <laughs> you know, every every the lust of the flesh completely and stuff like that. So um, to be able to quiet the soul, going back to what we were talking about, and be caught up in God's presence, you know, I can't help but um, go back to being on the other side, to be grateful for what I what I have on this side. So, so just where my mind went with that. What? What,
0: made you, what made you? change that? What made you come into that? we knowing that there's, there's two different ways. Uh, you know?
1: Well, uh, just like that verse. Let's go then. Uh, so so we got we read uh, Ephesians two two through three there. I mean one two and three there. But in verse four it says, but God. Who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, you know, and I overdosed multiple times. I was dead in my trespasses, but he made us, made a, a lot, made us alive with Christ by grace. You have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus And now I love that where it turns into in seven, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So this is a lot of stuff. But to answer your question, what did I do? Nothing. If I could have stayed there and burned down the whole world hand in hand with Lucifer, I would have done it. Uh, it was nothing that I did. I could get into like you know my deeper, my deeper feelings and memories and stuff and predestination and all that stuff. But needless to say, according to that scripture, and God from up high in the heavens came down snatched me and pulled me out of it he quickened me according to his plan because i'm his workmanship um so now on a more practical level i was drugging running caught up in shame and guilt and and lying and you know Coming, once I got saved on this side, I want to sound like it was a Wild West story, like I was cool and, you know, like a drug dealing cool guy, like, you know, yeah. but I was just a hopeless loser. Like it was just pathetic. It's It's just a bad way to live. So I was so caught up in the demonic and broken down that I couldn't have done anything myself. Now, through the drugs and the drinking and getting clean and going back to it, I spent years stopping. You could say sinning as much and then falling back into it. But what happened was, through divine circumstances, one day, I think I just got really tired, I was in the drug house that I was running, that a Christian organization moved me into, and I turned a Christian organization's house into a drug house, and I, um, prostitute in the corner, needles all over the floor. And stuff like that I had spent that whole two weeks Up to that day Trying to like die And stay dead I was shooting up um, Ketamine Without even going in the vein Just boom Right intramuscular shots And shooting fentanyl Carfentanil heroin Everything And I just come came back to I would I would go out On my bed for a while And then all of a sudden yeah. Be back And I was just trying to say That I got tired And I, I got on my knees And I asked God for help And Why did it all change Around that time Um I believe was because repentance I believe it was the first time I didn't just you know say I'm sorry But I, I really wanted to stop And I finally came into His will And acknowledged the covenant That I had broken with Him Because it says in those scriptures That it was predestined That where is workmanship That He had this all preordained So was, I fell out of that will Was running away from the Father um, But got tired Said I'm sorry Did an about face you know, and it was it was it was a very short time in between that getting on my knees in that drug house to where I confessed Him as Lord with my mouth, accepted Him into my heart, and then you know, so been quickened since then.
0: In a way, um, the Father pursued you.
1: Yeah, when I went to the drug house, Jesus was in there. When I went to when when I was everywhere when I when I did robberies, Jesus was there. You know, He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't approve of the behavior, but Jesus is everywhere. We have this thing in our minds where we think Jesus is just with believers. Jesus is not secular or um, believer. He doesn't differentiate. He's with all his children. He's out there with the worst of them. Um, Jesus is in the midst of it. And, and, you know, it was a rejection issue that I had and and honestly, running away from me, he he chased me down. He chases his children down, and he's pulling them out, and he's taking what the enemy meant for him. He's using it for the good of his kingdom, yeah. you know. So that's,
0: that's that's crazy to see, man, and how God chased you down and how God brought you out of this whole situation, man. And, and he, yeah, then you talking about the two winds, like how you weren't doing nothing, and then all of a sudden the wind of God came and just like made you. A different person. So, how how was that feeling when you felt that second win? Bueno, or that's that that miraculous win better than?
1: All right. Well, so I, I had a Bible believing mother, and uh you know, a praying mother. So there was praying into it. And then, like I said, I'm a big believer um, in, in in like a a plan that God has, and that deep down we have these contracts in our spirit. So I feel like even since a kid. You know, when I turned into drugs and alcohol and sinning and rebellion, I believe that there was something deep down in me that knew I was rebelling against my master, my owner. I believe that I'm, I'm 36 now. I believe for 25 years or whatever, when I, that I made a conscious decision to turn from what I knew was right, but still, I had never, I had never, I had never vocalized. Jesus, you're God, I know your God, you're my Savior, come into my heart, I give my life to you, Holy Spirit, I had never done that, you know, when I repented, it was submitting to that wind, to that flow that had been wanting to take me to a good place, but but I was caught up in the spirit of the world and walked according to it, I remember even when I was young, knowing God and Him uh, encountering me, and, and just saying the plans that He had for me, and they were good, and me... No, no, I'm going to use this world up for everything it's got. I'm going to try everything bad, um, so on and so forth. Stupid if I could go back, you know. So it was just a submission to what I knew what was right in the first place and no longer being a victim or being pimped out by the devil. Because I've been on the streets, man. I've been around murderers. I've been around pimps. I've been involved in every single crime you can think of and stuff like that and and just around a lot of death. And I'll tell you, the Satan, if I could give him a a title, what in my book he would be, he'd be a pimp or a racist. Like, I mean a rapist. A pimp because people like the devil, you know, if you get caught under him, he's just going to kill you. No, he's not. He's going to use you for all he can use you for. And then he'll let you die after you beg to die long enough. But he's going to use your life. He wants your soul. Um, And so I knew that I was rebelling against the one and true creator, I believe, deep down, but I also knew I was in subjection or submission to the wrong person, the wrong entity, the wrong power, and I didn't like that. So that ate me up too, you know?
0: You're talking about repentance. You're talking about um, giving yourself to God. In that sense, um, do you think right now, being Christian, do you think we uh, need to repent? every
1: once in a while <laughs> that's the good part about coming out of like a bad lifestyle like you know it's the jesus said you know in the sermon on the mount which was his first teaching you know and the, the the last prophets of the old testament started with cursed and the the first word out of Jesus' mouth his first teaching was blessed but you know jesus the man and he's so he said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom in, of heaven you know, if you've come from, I've come from. I know I'm poor in spirit because I know I'm capable of every kind of evil, um, possible. So, but, but repeat the question one more time. Yeah, don't
0: you think that um, us being Christians right now, yeah,
1: do you, think we, you we need to all the time all the time if not it's it, from glory from faith to faith from glory to glory the bible says and that's learning how to repent that's that's how you move from faith to faith from glory to glory is you, you know right now we're i'm gonna season with a prayer group where we teach us how to repent repentance is a lifestyle and you always want to repent if you are a christian you live in a lifestyle of repentance blessed are the poor in spirit that means you know you got no change in your pocket in the spirit. That you are broke and you need him. Because without him, not only will you not do all things, but you will ruin all things. So yeah, I, I believe that repentance is key um, for God to notice you. For you to be someone who's known in heaven, for sure.
0: So why do you think West, like religion or, or mm-hmm. Christian religion, think that you only have to repent once? in the beginning
1: why why is that mentality like that i don't know i'm a little bit of an extremist but i think that as simple as doctrines of demons have been in the church for a while and that's just that doesn't line up biblically period so why is it in the church you know it's just another one of the demons that is in the church another one of the doctrines that doesn't line up with the word of god that's in the church which is most of the church
0: yeah, so that's, that's, that's very interesting to know because like us, you know, me being in, in Christianity like almost my whole entire life, I will never hear uh, a phrase, oh, you have to repent. we have to repent every once in a while. Obviously, I will hear the salvation, um, getting oh get saved, get saved and repent, but never in, a, in the moment like us Christians know Jesus and we have to repent every once in a while. Like that's for me, like, knowing that we need to repent knowing that we need to Continue. get our face on the floor every yeah. once in a while even every day every, yeah. knowing that our minds are, are not even yeah. in the right sense so it's like for you um, knowing that we're talking about the wind we're talking about repentance um, what is the next step of going into what we are
1: I, I believe that God's calling us into holiness. He's a holy God and, and that sanctification, which we were talking about earlier through the, the, the calming. You get you you feel and you embrace the wind of God and creation and your soul's sanctified through repentance. And so is our ego. Like for man, they say, Get rid of your ego. God made your ego. You don't get rid of it. You sanctify it. How do you sanctify it? Through through the stillness and the calmness, but through repentance. The Bible also says that our hearts are naturally evil. We, you know the intents of the heart are naturally evil. We are men, we're not God. And so So, so how do you get to the next level is by a, a lifestyle of that, I believe, you know, is through repentance and sanctification is a big thing. You know, the, the, there's the, the, back to Ephesians 2, walk according, that we once walked according to the course of this world. What is the course of this world? The course of this world is, is strategically set up to go against the course of the kingdom. You know what I mean? so so, so how do you what's the next level? The next level is to deny yourself, repent, and go in the opposite direction of the wind of this world. You know when you calm yourself and you get up caught up in God, there's a strength that comes from that in your in your soul and in your spirit, and it is completely in contradiction to to what this world with the what this world offers so there's too much mixing there's too much mix mixing right now going on between the body and the world and that's Jesus said the world hated me it's going to hate you too so what's the the next the next step for me personally it's to press in it's to fast it's to pray and it's to repent and it's to Look at all the ways I got my foot into the pool. How much am I on Facebook? You know, even Facebook. Period. Like and cameras and focus on the man and the man on the stage and commercials, Christianity and you know the pagan gods, sneakers and outfits and the, it's everywhere. The restaurants that are, you know the the signs and the symbols. It's just it's it, the more your eyes and the scales come off of them and your mind's open to see the spirit of this world at at play the more you need to realize it. To go faith to faith, glory to glory, you need to repent, you need to deny yourself, you need to go against the world, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's
0: good, man. That's good. Knowing that, you know, we're, we're in this, and so you're saying the wind, repentance, and then you're talking about holiness, stillness with God and being able to get close to Him. In your ways, in your ways, talking to maybe different Christians here that hearing in in your ways. How do you get to
1: that closeness to God? Don't don't compromise and then expect to get a butt whooping from this world. It's not going to be comfortable. If you're comfortable, in my opinion, um, I don't think you're getting closer to God because God's resisting the spirit of the world. He's going in the opposite direction of the spirit of this world. So if you're comfortable, I think you can be caught up in the spirit of this world. So don't compromise. Don't, you know, and that's a tough pill to swallow, that means guaranteed tribulation and, and, and tough times and, and everything Jesus promised us. <laughs> so I would just, you know, I would just press in deeper, which is uncomfortable, but it's worth it, you know, to crucify the flesh. Obviously, that's going to be painful, but, you know, you, you got a choice. You know, I was that guy on the street. I don't, I believe there's rules to the games that we play. And we all know them. Like, you know, there is obviously a certain level or a certain challenge. Maybe people are born with where you don't understand these things. But deep down, I think most people do. And so you can choose the world or you can read the Bible. You can believe it and you can choose the way, you know. And so it's real. It's real black and white, you know. One's comfortable. One's not comfortable, you know. So you want to get closer to God, get uncomfortable. (laughs) Get comfortable in the uncomfortable. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so this is it, man. This is Heavenly Thoughts. Come on.
1: Um, We're here just talking about thoughts
0: from heaven. And my brother here, Jordan, he's been amazing. Um, Just talking about his testimony, talking about the wind, repentance, and holiness, and getting comfortable in the uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Anytime you want me back, brother, just let me know. You're good at this. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Heavenly Thoughts. We hope you enjoyed it. We see you next time. God bless.